0: This podcast is brought to you by Recontract, the leading software to automate your reconditioning process and streamline your entire used vehicle management process. Visit Recontract.com to learn more. That's R-E-C-O-N-T-R-A-C.com.
1: Want to dive deeper into the topics you hear about on Daily Drive? We're offering listeners a special offer, 20% off a one-year Automotive News digital subscription. That gets you access to all of our news, information and analysis made for automotive industry leaders like you. Go to AutoNews.com slash Daily Drive Promo to redeem. Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, February 29th, 2024. I'm Jamie Butters, executive
2: editor of Automotive News here in Detroit. And I'm Kellen Walker in Las Vegas. Today on the show, BYD says it won't come to the U.S. anytime soon. Many dealers are worried about Hyundai's partnership with Amazon, and Ford drivers will get a free adapter to plug into Tesla's charging stations. Plus, CarPro's CEO, Matthew Phillips, joins us to talk about his dealership group's experience so far with EVs, and how his approach to staffing is helping stores sell more cars.
3: Make sure that people feel comfortable and feel empowered regardless of their background. And not only regardless, but including their background, we want you to bring your background to the
2: table. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry.
1: Chinese electric vehicle maker BYD has no plans to use a factory in Mexico to export vehicles to the U.S. That's according to Stella Lee, executive vice president of BYD and CEO of BYD Americas. Lee spoke with Yahoo Finance Live. It's an interesting market, but it is very complicated if you're talking about EV. And uh, I think uh, the U.S. market is a little bit slow down on electrification and uh, a lot of uh, confusing, also very complicated. So we think, well, no, let's, let's, let's hold. We don't, we don't have plan to come to U.S. Lee told Reuters that the Mexican plant would be aimed at boosting the company's share of the local market. She says the company expects to choose a location this year to produce
2: up to 150,000 cars annually. Meanwhile, the Biden administration says it will investigate the national security risk posed by connected vehicles that use technology from China or other foreign adversaries. The action comes as the administration, Congress, and automakers grow more worried about data security and the threat of Chinese automakers, including BYD, establishing a stronger presence in the U.S. market. The administration says new vulnerabilities and threats could arise if a foreign adversary gained access to a vehicle's data or systems. To address those concerns, the U.S. Commerce Department launched a regulatory process on Thursday to get feedback and gather information from industry stakeholders and the public. That's as it considers setting new rules or other actions that govern the use of certain information and communication technology in vehicles from China. U.S. dealers have mixed feelings
1: about how the partnership between Hyundai Motor and Amazon will affect the car buying experience. Many are also worried about whether it will move the industry toward a more Tesla-like sales model. Last November, Hyundai and Amazon announced plans to collaborate on an online vehicle retailing program. It will allow shoppers to complete end-to-end car buying transactions on Amazon by the end of 2024. Amazon also said it intends to extend the Hyundai car buying process to other brands. More than half of the auto retailers who expressed their opinions in the Automotive News 2024 Dealer Outlook survey view the plan negatively. Many dealers say what Hyundai and Amazon are co-developing will lead to more of a direct-to-consumer sales model. Other respondents said the program will not be good for
2: long-term customer service and will likely put pressure on dealer profit margins. And Ford has opened the registration process for owners of its electric vehicles to reserve a free adapter for Tesla charging stations. The devices will allow Ford drivers to use more than 15,000 Tesla superchargers across the U.S. and Canada. Owners of 2021 through 2024 Mustang Mach-E crossovers and F-150 Lightning pickups can complete a short process online to receive one free adapter per vehicle through June 30th. A company spokesperson says new customers who purchase a Ford EV during that window also would have to reserve a free adapter. Once the reservation window closes, or if customers want more than one, the adapters will cost $230 each. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, can legacy automakers breathe a sigh of relief? BYD says it won't come to the U.S. anytime soon. Do you think that's just for now?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's just for now, and they can breathe a little sigh of relief. They've got a, maybe a little extra runway to get their... Battery supply chains worked out, domesticated, so they're you know fully compliant with the Inflation Reduction Act. They've got to get their affordable EVs developed and on the road. We've got to get a charging network built out. There's a lot that has to be done uh, before the before the U.S. and uh, other automakers are really going to be able to compete toe to toe with the Chinese. So yeah, they're not coming right away. Probably buys a little extra time, but it's probably just a matter of time, and they better be
2: ready. Gotcha. Coming up, CarPro's CEO, Matthew Phillips, joins the show. That's next on Daily Drive.
1: We want to hear your voice on Daily Drive. What would you like us to talk about this week on our Weekend Drive episode of the show? What are some of the biggest industry
2: trends or news stories you're thinking about? Send us a voicemail, text or email, and you might hear it on the next edition of Weekend Drive. Here's how you can get in touch. Call us and leave a voicemail or text at 313
1: 444 2774. Again, that's 313 444 2774. You can also record your voice on your smartphone and send it to daily drive at autonews.com. That's daily drive, one
2: word, at autonews.com. And tune into the show this weekend. You might hear your question or comment.
0: Managing your used inventory is not exclusive to one person or one part of the dealership. What does the communication look like between your fixed ops and variable teams? Are your vehicles getting passed from trade-in to recon with no hiccups? What is your average cycle time to get a used car ready for sale? There is a lot to keep track of all at once. Right now, you could be experiencing three major issues with your recon information, causing process breakdowns, one, having to manually track down data. Two, outdated information giving you an incorrect picture of the market and process. Three, no recon visibility through the appraisal. Full insight at each step is crucial to making your used car department the most efficient and profitable it can be. Our new integration between ReconTrack and AutoVision, a vehicle acquisition market analysis platform, creates an end-to-end tool for your used car department to address these bottlenecks with access to live appraisal information and reconditioning stats you get a single view of every vehicle with all the data you need right in one place make more educated decisions on your used car inventory faster with all your data in one place visit info.recontract.com/autovision for more information that's i n f o . r e c ontrac.com/autovision.
1: Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. While debate brews over electrification efforts, especially in the retail space, Matthew Phillips is seeing momentum on the EV front in his dealership group, and that's not the only topic that seems to be stoking controversy. That he calmly embraces as a benefit to his business and its bottom line. Phillips is the CEO of Car Pros, a dealership group operating seven stores in California and Washington. I sat down with Phillips in Las Vegas during the 2024 NADA show. Matthew Phillips, welcome to Daily Drive here at the automotive news booth at the NADA show in Las Vegas. Well, thank you so much
3: for uh, having me. I hope you're having as much fun at the show as I am. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of energy here. It's great. What do you get out of the show? What does the NADA show mean for you?
3: I have a great time every year. It's a great time to meet up with old friends, to check in with the OEMs, and to see the latest and greatest that all of our vendors have to offer. This is really the time of year when they they bring out all their guns. Uh, they have everything that they want to show off here, and there's a lot out there to look at.
1: Are there particular issues you're trying to address, uh, AI type things or security? What are the hot, hot products? Well, I think.
3: There's some newer entrance into the DMS space, so it's really interesting to stay on top of that. AI, of course, and also learning more around electrification, charging infrastructure, tracking battery quality in cars. I think there's a lot of, there's gonna be a lot of new stuff on that. There's a lot of new stuff on that now.
1: You're in a lot of coastal markets. Are EVs popular with your consumers? Oh yeah, well, my stores are in
3: Seattle and in Los Angeles. And roughly one third of our cars that we sell uh, or sold last year are green vehicles. Okay. Uh, We're also the largest Kia retailer in the nation and our five dealerships sold a little over 6% of the Kia EVs that were sold nationally last year. So you're probably excited about the EV9? I have one in my driveway and I just (laughs) fell in love with it. It is so much fun to drive.
1: It seems like a very impressive vehicle. I haven't been in one yet, but uh, You gotta come out
3: and drive one. The problem we have is I keep having employees drive them and then buy them. So (laughs) we have limited supply, but we'll be sure to get you one.
1: How is selling EVs working for you with the the IRA? Are you using the portal? Are you getting money back in a timely manner? Well, none of the vehicles
3: that we really sell qualify for the IRA. So it hasn't been a huge issue for us. And even on the used car Mm -hmm. side, we're not selling a lot of the used cars that qualify. I'm glad they're putting the infrastructure in and I think it'll be more important in the future. Lease incentives? Since they changed the 7,500 and we're seeing that on the leases, we're almost all leasing in EVs. Yeah, so that's what makes the most sense. Yeah, pretty much that's the way you harvest that rebate.
1: Anything else you're really looking forward to here in 2024?
3: Uh, well, product-wise, I do have a Honda store uh, in El Monte, in Los Angeles, and that new Prologue is a really exciting vehicle. I've actually talked to a lot of people who have told me, I'm uh, I'm interested in an EV, but I'm going to wait till Honda has one. So, <laughs> for those people, we have something for them.
1: That is a brand that still has a really strong reputation.
3: That's a very loyal brand.
1: Very loyal uh, base. A lot of boomers, but uh, not just boomers.
3: One of the things I love about that brand is very broad appeal. You'll see teenagers and grandmas both driving it.
1: <laughs> Are you uh, looking to grow the
3: business? Are you looking
1: at any acquisitions or anything
3: like that? So Car Pros acquired the BMW store in Los Angeles, BMW of Downtown Los Angeles, Mini of Downtown Los Angeles at the end of last year. Okay, uh, which was a big expansion. We're yep. still looking, but we want to be very strategic. We're not really looking to grow for the sake of growing. Mm-hmm. We're not franchise collectors. I don't need any more emblems on my business card. So we will grow
1: when the exact right opportunity comes along. BMWs in Los Angeles seems like a good opportunity. It sure does. (laughs) All right. Well, you have been honored by Automotive News as, well, as a champion of diversity in the industry. We've been doing that for a couple of years now. Congratulations.
3: Well, thank you. That was really exciting to see that see that recognition. And that's something where it's industry wide. It's not a lot of dealers. So to be honored as a dealer, as a on the ground retailer was really special for me.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not a dealer award. It's an industry award. And like you said, there aren't always a lot of dealers that get honored in that way. I've been thinking a lot lately. I feel like there's been a lot in the news about opposition to diversity, equity, and inclusion as a university policy, as a corporate policy. Some legal efforts to strike it down, or just you know other politics. Do you guys see that in your stores in your communities? How do you how do you guys work through that?
3: Well, I certainly agree. It's become a political hot button. All of that's a little bit beyond my pay grade. We just think think of DEI as a business imperative. And what I mean by that is we operate in a diverse market, we have diverse customers, and we're trying to recruit from a diverse base of employees. So for us, we really feel that if we don't have a diversity of voices, if we don't have people of all different racial, ethnic, gender at the table, we run the risk of having huge blind spots. So for us, we build it into our DNA. If you wanna look at a company's commitment of diversity, don't look at their initiatives, look at who works for them. If you visit our store, you'll see that diversity in action. So we just make it a little
1: more simple. There's the idea, like you said, about having diversity of thought to different different people, different opinions, but so much of it is making sure you represent the community you're trying to serve, that when those customers come in, they see people that look like them or people that can relate to
3: them. So it's not just about getting people in seats in a business that look a certain way or something, or meet a certain criteria. You have to build an, Business or an environment where they feel comfortable to contribute and speak. Because if they're going to be there, but they're just a token and they don't feel empowered and they're not included, they're not going to bring that voice to the table that we think is the most important thing. So just having people so that the company photo looks good, that's great. But it's not going to, in my case, it's not going to help me sell cars. It's not going to help me be successful. So you really have to really work on that inclusion part and make sure that people feel comfortable and feel empowered regardless of their background and not only regardless but
1: including their background Mm -hmm. we want you to bring your background to the table how do you go about doing that training maybe teaching the managers of the stores or managers of a of a unit to respect and encourage and empower their people like that
3: well i think it's cultural and it has to start at the top and be implemented at the bottom it has to be all the way through And I don't think it can really be a standalone initiative. And one of the things that we do is we promote a lot from within and we spend a lot of time developing our people. Now, because we are in diverse communities and because it's retail, we start out with a lot of uh, people from all sorts of backgrounds, but we invest in them to elevate them to higher and senior level management. It gives them more opportunity and it means we have continuity. When we bring people in from the outside, they don't know our culture. They don't know our processes. So we put a lot of time and effort into developing our people at CarPros.
1: Sounds very rewarding.
3: I, uh, I love it. I feel so privileged that I get to go to work every day and do this for a living.
1: Matthew Phillips, CEO of CarPros, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you so much for having me. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters.
2: And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer, Jake Neer, as well as our own Audrey LaForest, Carly Schaffner and Michael Martinez for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on retail, BYD's expansion efforts in North America and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation about the growing appetite in
1: the auto finance industry for increased digitization. 2023, one quarter three and quarter four were the highest quarters on record. So that speaks loudly to the fact that we are seeing a lot of digital adoption in the industry of not just the loan origination activity, but those loans are now being monetized. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think of the show and the topics we covered today. Send us an email at drive at autonews.com or leave us a voicemail at 313-444-2774. And if you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode.